We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Man, let me tell you something, love. You know, sibling rivalries, marital rivalries, it all comes to a head when it seems like college football playoffs, NFL playoffs, Super Bowl. It's absolutely amazing, man, how, you know, the people you love can just become enemies, man. And then I saw this video, and I want you to check it out, love. This video was created right after the Detroit Lions defeated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 31-23 to make it to the NFC Championship game to take on uh, Brock Mid-Purdy. You heard it here first. Brock Mid-Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Check it out, love. We going to the Super Bowl, baby. I just got home. We a house divided. Jamel originally from Detroit, but she a San Francisco fan, so... This weak ass bullshit. Look at this shit she got it. Let me let her know what time it is right off top because I ain't playing. I ain't playing. House divided, baby, all week. Let her know that I ain't playing. This house starting. No, I just came in the house. She gonna try to say, hey, babe, kiss me. No, don't kiss me. No, we ain't on, no, no, we ain't on the same team or nothing. You already know what time it is, Jamel. You know what time it is. This shit going in the hood fucking garbage. We ain't playing. That's what right. Are you put that in. Hey, put that in the garbage. Why are you put sorry? it in the can. Put it in the can. That's how y'all garbage. Y'all trash. We about to pop y'all next week. Please, everyone, remember and like this video because Robert. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm what just is saying. this? What is this? Hey, hey, hey. somebody. Who took what is that? Super Bowl. Nothing. What is that? Y'all what is know that? Nothing what is about that? it. Y'all wouldn't know nothing That's, about it. This Brock Purdy twin brother right here. <laughs> That's right. First of all, I'm deducting points for Jamel Hill actually purchasing a Jimmy Garoppolo jersey. Yeah, that's tough. Out of all the that's San Francisco tough. jerseys you can purchase, and you, all purchase of them. you you purchased a Jimmy Garoppolo jersey, I'm yeah. deducting points. Because now I got to doubt your fandom. Oh, you ain't absolutely. a real fan of the 49ers no. getting a Jimmy jersey. No. Come on now. No, that's like me purchasing a Mr. Trubisky jersey years ago. There yeah, yeah. No oh, way. Ex- perfect example. That was no way. You're not a Bears fan, first of all. I'm not purchasing purchasing a Mitch jersey. No. No, I don't care what the experts say. H-E double hockey stick, no. It's not happening. Secondly, I love it. Ian Wallace, Jamel Hill, Ian Wallace, husband and wife, they both grew up in the Detroit area. They both went to Michigan State. Jamel Hill somehow, someway is a San Francisco 49ers fan. Go figure. She was on social media sticking up for Brock Purdy all Saturday night. Oh, yeah, but he came back and got the win. He stunk Saturday night. Once again, against top competition, Brock Purdy stinks. And when Debo went out with injury, he stunk even more. And he goes. The throw to Jennings on that last drive was so lucky. So lucky. Because he didn't see the safety coming down to cover the middle of the field. And he just threw it high enough. If it was an inch or two lower, that's a pick into the game. So he got lucky on that. Not mad. 
You make the plays. He made the plays. Josh Allen did. That's that's really what you can say. Brock Purdy made the plays. Josh Allen did. That's the fragility. That's the fragility of football left. That's what this weekend taught me. When you have good teams playing football, the fragility of the game itself, when it comes to who wins and who loses, is inches, moments, one call, one missed opportunity. It really is that narrow left. It really is. And Notre Dame has to be able to get to that point. There are multiple. You could take the Louisville game. You can take the uh, Clemson game. As much as we can sit here and say 10 didn't play to the best of his ability against Ohio State, Clemson, other games. He had moments in all of those games where even in the midst of not playing well, where if he makes the play or plays, the outcome of the game or games could have been totally different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And that's quarterbacking. And that is, unfortunately, left says it's, it's fair. Because I say it's unfair, dude. That's just tough. That's the situation that Riley Leonard is stepping into. That's flat out. Because, hey, Notre Dame is going to be in games against good teams. Can you come in, Riley Leonard, and are you able to make those one or two plays in those games to make the difference it doesn't mean that you won the game it doesn't mean that you're the reason that notre dame lost we can go down the pecking order and find certain things that happens in every position room in several games that led to notre dame not getting the outcome that they got did they wanted to get but ladies and gentlemen with everything I literally watched the worldwide leader in sports use 70% of a show, a morning show, talking about Josh Fit, Josh, not Josh Fit, Josh Allen, and he lost. The other quarterback was told all season left, correct me. All season. Oh, something's wrong with him. That's right. Look at his season when he doesn't have talent. Look what happens. All I know is that dude is in his sixth consecutive AFC championship. He has never played a season where he did not play for the Super Bowl. Ever. Ever. And That's in the true. season where he had two terrible tackles protecting him and his worst wide receiving core and an aging tight end, Hall of Famer, aging tight end who stepped up, by the way. Once again, greatness in the biggest moments makes plays. So as bad as much as people wanted to ride, pause, or critique Travis Kelsey all year 
and talk about Taylor Swift, none Taylor Smith being in the building didn't matter. It was a big moment, matter. and yeah. Travis Kelsey showed up for his boy. That's all that matters. Travis Kelsey showed up for his boy. That's dude, that's great. And that's to in my opinion, left. That's what's holding Notre Dame back. Notre Dame can compete. Well, uh, they can compete with Georgia. They've shown that. They can compete on the field with Ohio State. They've shown that. We've shown that. We can compete with anybody. Where are the players that in the moments are going to make the plays? That's greatness, left. That's greatness. That's that's the pixie dust that Notre Dame has been missing. And for me, watching them recruit in 24 and 25, left, you pointed this out. You said Notre Dame seems to be going out and getting football players, guys that play multiple positions, that make an impact in multiple ways. They seem to be focusing on that. Like, we need to get guys that can be chess pieces, that can be difference makers in the clutch. That right there left, I watched this weekend, Partner with what Notre Dame was doing on the recruiting side during the junior day weekend, man, I was like, okay, we have to see it on the field, but it seems like Marcus Freeman and Notre Dame are making strides to becoming a winning program. And that's great to hear. And I'm not talking about a winning program in the form of Mike McCarthy, where you can't win playoff games, but yet and still you're talking about you created a winning program, which was laughable when he said it. But absolutely, you know, it's great to hear and great to see these two things coming together, left. It made me very happy. And now I open up the furthering of these services for one Malik Zaire to do something he's he's been waiting lucky lefty fans this is one of the greatest days from left had a smile when he woke up this morning he had a smile at about nine o'clock p.m eastern time last night that continued throughout the night he probably was smiling in his sleep he probably he's been dreaming about this moment left take the floor because i'm sure you want to say some things about Number 17, Josh Allen, bro. Man, first of all, I got to check the Ryan Clark sentiments because they probably mirror a lot of what I probably was going to say. But I just don't like how they don't acknowledge both sides. How many times do you have to see it before you just put it in the category of a guy that just has a high ceiling, a lot of potential, but doesn't have the it factor to do it. And what's funny is, is that we're giving credit to being close to almost, but that's not getting it done. The same things that he, we criticize others for, we highlight for guys that don't deserve it. I'm just saying, Patrick Mahomes probably feels the same way I do. Why is this a rivalry? Why did they show before the game the Peyton and Tom Brady clips of them meeting in a classic rivalry and try to transition like this was the next one? Hell, Peyton won sometimes. At least Peyton can say I beat him sometimes. Patrick Mahomes 3-0. and What Rice say? Rice say, what you tell me? What what, what that mean? He 3-0. He Josh, not better. So, no, this isn't a rivalry. I think Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes is a rivalry. I think that's the one. That's the matchup we should look for. I think Lamar and Patrick Mahomes can be something. But this Josh Allen talk, listen, if I was a bad man, I'd be a rich man. Because I told people the day before, I spoke it in the prophecy. I said, they going down. They going down. I don't care if it's home away on Mars, the moon, in the ocean, in Dubai. 
in my backyard. Josh Allen just doesn't have enough of what it takes because the mistakes are too big in the wrong moments. That's it. Yeah, you got some highlight plays, this and that, this and that, this and that. But, man, let's be honest. You throw too many picks. You don't make the right plays. In my opinion, how are you different than Jameis Winston? Jameis Winston just don't get a chance. <laughs> but the same problems he got, you got. You just get more chances to put it out there. So I think that, yeah, the window has closed for Buffalo because the team is probably upset. The team, like, man, we want something different. We want to... We can't get over the hump, and we in statistically been in every top, top category. But it all goes back to what Cat Williams always talked about in the, in the Shay Shay Club interview. You cannot short the process. Mm. Stefan Diggs told you. He don't go home and live this life of a football player that's maniacal like a Patrick Mahomes does, like a Tom Brady does. He just go home and live his life. The work is always going to show. If you are relying on just talent and highlights and being on a good team, just like Notre Dame, in those big moments, you're going to have to go to what the process is giving you. If you haven't earned it through the process, you're not going to reap the rewards. Because it comes down to one or two plays. That's the one or two plays you didn't study. Because the practice script runs out at a certain point in every game. You know, you got your first 15 plays, your script. That's the first 15 plays you rep all week. You might go back to some during the, during the game. But after they done seen them all, it's time to play. Now we got to go on a measure of skill. What skill is better? But situational football comes down to the man that's most prepared every time. And Josh Allen is not the man most prepared in situational football. That's why you see more highlights than anything. You, the reason why you don't see Lamar having the highlights because Lamar is playing intentionally. Lamar is developing his game. That's why you don't see all the super all-star runs like he had as a rookie. Because he, he gets those highlights off of off-script plays. Off of him forcing the issue. Now Lamar back there dealing, throwing it. Running when he got to, making it look easy because he's developed his game. Josh Allen is still living off of year one making highlights. That doesn't win. That's why people hate on Lamar so much, but they can't disrespect the fact that he's developed a passing game. He whooping teams running and throwing. They can't even they can't even harp on his highlights running because he just runs safe, gets down, and every time he runs, it's just electric because it's who he is. But he be dicing people up throwing the football too. Dicing them up. No, Josh uh, Allen can't Josh Allen can't be consistent because he's so focused on forcing the issue. But when the game's on the line, you can't force it. You gotta be the most prepared. You gotta be the most developed. Because teams are only going to go to what you can't do. They go, they're like, okay, we can survive off of you just hitting wild shots. Like Steph Curry. Steph Curry, some shots he's going to hit. Ain't no defense in the world going to stop it. Yeah. There's some things Josh Allen do ain't defenses in the world can stop it. But those run out. You only got so many in the chamber. But in the playoff game, that matters. With an equalizer on the other side, it comes down to being prepared. It's not about wow moments. When Lamar was sealing the game last uh, this this weekend, 
he was making easy plays to seal the game. He wasn't just juking the whole team and making 50 dudes miss. No, it's just running the offense, using his ability to get the first or whatever. And I mean, it was just beautiful. So the difference between Lamar and Josh is that Josh has never developed. So stop hyping him. Josh Allen isn't giving isn't giving what you guys are giving him. Y'all giving him way too much credit. So you think Josh, hey, Josh Allen is an incredible physical specimen and talent. Arm, bazooka. Right? The throw to Stefan Diggs, the Stefan Diggs couldn't come down with with Stefan Diggs, you could go to the petty train. Did you drop the ball and you turn around and do this? Like, oh, you just off. No, catch the ball. Catch the ball. I don't put that on Josh Allen, but I'll say this, because people are focusing on, like, left, I thought the football gods were going to smile down on Josh Allen. Because on the last drive, Josh Allen showed up. The good Josh Allen and the bad Josh Allen. Because early in that same drive, left, he throws a ball out to his right. And if Trent McDuffie doesn't tip it, Sneed has a walk-in pick six. Because it was a horrible throw. And Sneed is sitting there just jumping up and down like, dude, let it go. And McDuffie's like, man, how am I supposed to know? I'm, I'm going for the ball, too. If McDuffie doesn't touch it, Sneed catches it, ball game is over, pick six. Josh Allen narrative continues. Plays later. He's scrambling. Chris Jones comes from behind, makes a fantastic play, pulls him down, and with his left hand, knocks the ball out. Josh Allen, once again, reckless with the football. Bad Josh Allen shows up. Chris Jones can't recover it. Can't see the player. Instead of falling on the ball, tries to scoop and score. Buffalo offensive lineman ends up recovering the ball. Drive continues. The football gods are smiling on Josh Allen. I'm like, Buffalo's about to win this thing. Josh Allen on third down, has a post route. Man, great pass rush. Dawkins steps on his foot. That's on Josh Allen. Move in the pocket. Give yourself an extra second. Let the ball go. The opportunity is right there for you. You didn't take it. The next play, that's second down. Third down, couldn't make the play. Josh Allen, you left it up to your field goal kicker. We know how fickle field goal kickers are in history, especially from 40-plus yards, 44 or 47 yards, whether it's Norwood or Bass. We know wide right, once again, for Buffalo, it's infamous. We know this. But Josh Allen, you had the opportunity to make the plays. You didn't make them. You didn't make the plays. That's it. And honestly, whether it's Riley Leonard, Steve Angeli, or Kenny Mitchell, or CJ Carr, one of those guys is going to have to make the plays this year for Notre Dame. Moments and time. Late in games, regardless of how the defensive line is played, regardless of how many times the wide receivers couldn't get separation, regardless, all of that, all the stuff we hear, the offensive line hasn't been perfect today. They haven't protected. They haven't been able to run the ball the way they need to run the ball. With all of that being said, per usual, Notre Dame is going to be in the game against a good team, and there's going to be a big moment Who on the roster is going to be that guy of those guys that make the play? Which wide receiver is going to come up big? I don't care if it's Chris Mitchell. I don't care if it's Jordan Faison. I don't care if it's Jaden Thomas. I don't care if it's Cam Williams. I don't care if it's Logan Saldate. I don't care what class they are. I don't care. I don't care how small they are, how tall they are. I don't care. Who's going to be the guy? I don't care if it's Riley Leonard. I don't care if it's Kenny Minchie. I don't care if it's Steve Angeli or C.J. Carr. Who's going to be the guy? Who? That is the question. It's not a question of whether or not Notre Dame is going to be a good team. 
nine wins his first year, 10 wins the second year. The next step, 11, 12, perfect regular season, whatever, but it's all about the playoffs. It's all about the playoffs. There's no more pressure to go perfect, to get an opportunity. That pressure no longer exists. Notre Dame can be like everybody else and build their team for December. But who are going to be the guys? Because Notre Dame fans, just like Josh Allen, the ESPN show this morning, I'm sick of the excuses for Josh Allen. Sick of them. Sick of them. And Notre Dame fans, I'm sure we're sick of the excuses that leads us to 2024. And the only thing we hold on to is 1988. Since then, it's been excuse after excuse after excuse. Now is the time. Now is the time. It's been built piece by piece, brick by brick. The culture has been changed. The quarterback room has been changed. The talent has been upgraded in every position room. Now is the time. Somebody. Coaches can only get you to a certain point. Yes, we asked Jack Swarbrick and the administration to invest, change the way you approach transfers in IL. They've done some of that. Word is they're going to reward the coaching staff for some of the things I'm hearing. That's taking a step up with salaries to make Notre Dame more attractive to the best coaches in America. Things are happening. Things are going in the right direction. But ultimately, it comes down to what happens in between the lines. So those young men, those 18 to 22-year-olds or even older, who is going to step up and be the guy in the biggest moments? Who? Ladies and gentlemen, that is the ultimate question. Because I don't want to wake up next December with another list of excuses like it seems every January with a long list of excuses for Josh Allen and why he's not able to get the job done. Joe Burrow walked into your crib, opened your refrigerator, sat at the dinner table, and ate a feast. Pat Mahomes, with his worst cast of characters surrounding him, walked into your building in his first true test on the road and took your lunch and your lunch money for the rest of the week. Notre Dame should be at the point now where the Marshalls and the Stanfords can no longer walk into South Bend, Indiana and come away with a win. Those days should be over. Opportunities with Ohio State on the hook with a chance to change the narrative about your program. Can't lose those. Those opportunities cannot go by the wayside anymore. We are entering into a no-excuse era of the Marcus Freeman era. That's it. That's We are getting to that point. We understood what he took over. We understood what he was trying to build and what it was going to take to build it. But we are getting to the point where it's like, all right. You go to College Station in August, there's no excuses. I don't do. Get the dub. Get the dub. I don't care how tough it is. Get the dub. Louisville comes to town. Smash those. Smash them. I don't even want it to be close, left. Smash those dudes. I don't care how many Alabama transfers, and portal guys that Mike Norvell and Florida State get. The quarterback is DJ Uagalele. That's the quarterback. 
when they come a calling in November, smash that dude. Smash him. He's been to South Bend twice. Guess what's happened both times? Notre Dame smacked him as a quarterback. Smash him. And finally, USC to end the season? Man, look, treat them like we've been treating them. Minus the Caleb Williams Heisman here. Cam Hart told you, we don't even consider them a rival anymore. The way we've been physically beating up on them. Moments and the playoffs. That's what the 2024 season is going to be about for Notre Dame. Big moments and moments in the playoffs. That's what it's all about. Is it unfair that whoever is at the helm at quarterback, is it unfair that that's the weight of donning that gold helmet that's the quarterback at the University of Notre Dame? It is what it is. It is what it is. It's like mission and impossible. Mission impossible. You don't have to accept the assignment. People forget that. That's a choice that's given with the assignment in Mission Impossible movies. If you choose to accept this assignment, Riley Leonard made the choice. Kenny Minchie made the choice. Steve Angeli made the choice. CJ Carr made the choice. Deuce Knight has made the choice in the future. It is what it is, ladies and gentlemen. The pressure is what it is. The expectations are what they are. And it's been since 1988. I don't know what else to tell you. Go make plays. Go be the difference. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. Go make the plays. Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. It was a great weekend of football. That span from mid-second quarter and i tweeted this out left i tweeted this out yesterday that's right mid-second quarter into the third quarter was some of the best football i had seen all year between the chiefs and and the, and the buffalo bills it yeah. was like oh man the offense the dude joe brady was in his bag andy reed was in his bag both quarterbacks were making plays Valdez Scanlon was catching balls yesterday, left. Travis Kelsey was being himself. It was just, Kincaid was fantastic. Dude, Cook was running the ball hard. Isaiah Pacheco running like he's stolen something, being chased by the police every single time. Hey, man, let me tell you something. The last two runs of the game for Isaiah Pacheco to close Buffalo out, man. Woo, you talking about a dude that just said, give me the ball, I'll get this first down and end it? That was just some great football, man. Some great football. But I absolutely thought with, yo, one, man, I thought they were about to go up by what, 10? With about nine minutes left in the fourth quarter and Hardman fumbles on the one? I'm definitely saying to myself, the football gods are smiling down on Josh Allen today. And Pat still walked away with the win, left. He still walked away with the win. I, it's the way I used to look with Brady game, where I knew teams had Tom Brady. I knew Tom Brady hadn't played his best. And I'm like, oh, man. The Patriots are going down, and somehow, some way, Notre Dame is probably going to have a couple of couple of those moments and need a couple of those performances. Where they're right. not going to play their best, things haven't gone their way, but they still look. Riley Leonard, Chris Mitchell, somebody has to make a play. Somebody. Somebody has to make a play. Because everything's what, not going to be perfect, man. Everything's not going to be perfect, left. But that's what the $2 million was for. That's what the transfer hype and news and recruitment news is for, is the fact that we got guys that are our moment guys. We don't need guys to get us 10 wins in the season. 
we need guys that when we get those 10 wins and when we end these games of expectation, that can change the narrative of the Notre Dame program. That's where you guys come in. Mm-hmm. That's where a transfer comes in, especially the ones that we've made pertaining to offense. We've got guys that are like, okay, when in doubt, it's time to show why you got here. And Sam is a prime example because it was more uh, specific because it was straight up three games. The table set. We can mm-hmm. compete with with these three teams, no no problem. We just need somebody that's going to cut the turkey first. Who get the bit piece of chicken? Because everybody's good with a wing, a leg, some dark meat. But who going to get the big piece of chicken? Because uh-huh. nobody seems to finish the plate. The big piece Sam. of chicken or two pork chops. You know, pork chops used to come in a six-pack. That's right. And it was, it was five of us. That's right. right? My, my mom had three boys first before she had the twin girl, right? That's five. Mom, dad, three boys, that's five pork chops. Who gets the extra pork chop? That's right. The dude that goes out and works every day. That's, that's the dude that gets the pork chop. Yeah. You know? And it became a problem left when I became a teenager. I'm like, man, hold on, man. It's 9 o'clock. This dude had to go to require rehearsal. He's still not home. I still can't have a piece of this extra pork chop. That's right. I'm hungry again. And you flat out right, left. That's right. So right. until we get somebody that's not going to leave chicken on the plate mm. or pork chop on the plate. Don't waste your food. Yeah, you don't, you want to talk about I need to take home and do we got aluminum foil and to-go plastic wear? Do we got some bags to get? This is a one-stop shop. You coming to eat and finish. That's what, you know, all the names on the wall. You know, all them names and pictures on the wall, people autograph. That's for people that ate the plate. Mm-hmm. That's the people that finished the big piece of chicken. We don't, we're not celebrating the guy for good efforts. You done left some of that on the plate. Yeah, man. So it's time for a, a guy with a, a big appetite. To just play right in the moments, man. Doing your job is not good enough in this particular situation. No. Because everybody's doing their job. We're a 10-win team. That's why I said last year, our biggest issue was who's the X Factor. Got a bunch of guys that are good. But right, that is, guys, who are we going to? Isn't that the excuse we've been hearing all day? Josh Allen did his job. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No. No, no. His job is to make the clutch plays when they are available. He didn't do that because that's his quote unquote uh, specialty. He's the guy that's the freak of nature. He run, throw, whatever. He's a man amongst boys. That thing. But all of a sudden, right? All of a sudden. So, this man, Lucky Lucky Podcast. Just as we tie up this end. This loose end of everything that took place. Great football this weekend. Shout out to Lamar. Shout out to Kyle Hamilton. You know, and I want to say as a, as, as a Chicago Bear fan, shout out. I mean, I love seeing Roquan Smith blossoming in Baltimore. Oh, yeah. Didn't like the trade. Yeah. But I love to see him blossoming in Baltimore. That's going to be a great matchup. And honestly, Lamar versus Pat, I wouldn't have it any other way. It's the same challenge because I'm I'm fair. It's the same challenge. Lamar has beaten Pat in the regular season. Don't mean a darn thing. If you don't beat him next week, don't mean a darn thing, Lamar. Nothing. Nothing, nothing. means nothing. Nothing. And I, I tell you this. I'll say this, left. NFL, if you got if they let Patrick Mahomes get to the Super Bowl this year with that offense he had, y'all don't realize the monster y'all built, boy. Y'all making it worse on yourselves. You're making it worse. But that dude, because if I have to watch him at media day, say, yeah, man, I moved into my uh, 
my Airbnb that I got. No, 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 no. This time I bought some real estate. Right. This time I bought some I just real built estate. A crib. I, built, I built a crib. I built a crib in Vegas. I was like, man, it's Vegas. I just built a crib here. Hey, <laughs> man, look. And he said, yeah, I, I just finished uh, building the West Wing of, the, of my second house next to the Super Bowl stadium this year. Just so I can, so so I can walk to the state. Last year I had the bike. I was like, that ain't flexing enough. This time I want to walk man. out my front, out my garage, out the front door. I want to walk across the street to the stadium. Now this is so so. Yeah, I, no big deal, no big deal. Just a just a man with a bunch of money, man. They're actually, man. They're actually building their form of the Hollywood Hills in Vegas. I don't know if construction, I know it started, but I don't know where they are in the development. But yeah, I can see definitely see Pat. Like, yeah, building over there. I I can definitely see Pat. Pat you know, a man with that much money, he thinking about team building. Yeah, Pat is like, Ryan. hey, Pat is like, the our rivals are the Raiders, and I'm gonna come into their stadium. That's right. And win and win another one. But he has to go through eight. He has to go through Kyle Hamilton, Roquan Smith, and Lamar, bro. It's that's it's right. gonna be a good one. I wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't have Edison, it any other Edison, way. Baltimore. Oh yes, sir. I wouldn't have it any other way. Wouldn't wouldn't have it any other way. And then you know we get Brock Purdy and Jared Goff. Like just look at those matches: Brock Purdy, Jared Goff, and Pat and yes. ASC about to go run that thing up. So. Yeah, uh, I, I wonder if Debo is gonna be healthy to play. That's gonna be important. But yeah, see, no matter, this game isn't about Brock Purdy. This game is about Jared Goff. Because yeah. if Jared Goff, if bad Jared Goff shows up, which it hasn't happened yet, but it's almost like the Cowboys at the right moment. Bad Jared Goff had just kind of peeks his head up out of nowhere. Down again. Yeah. Yeah, lucky lucky podcast, man. Let's get to the super chats and uh, get to the bad questions. Love, we have a lot of them. Andrew Gilmore, the super chat, we appreciate you. Any commentary on the Jason Whitlock versus Stephen A. Smith beef is deeply personal between them. Love. Well, I just think it's a matter of people needing content, and then. <sighs> It's crazy that they we find a way to beef in any industry. I didn't even know podcast media people could beef. Usually it was the rap stars, the entertainers. But the podcast movement and all that has created, or digital content, I guess, has created this beef where airing out people has been a thing. And I think legitimately, Jason Whitlock objectively isn't wrong. I think he asked some basic questions, you know, it's questions that could come off a little like, what do you, why are you so deeply invested into it? I get that. And on Jason's behalf, he was making videos like every other day, bro. Like, <laughs> Like every other day, Jason make a video of Dion or about Stephen A. Like, so I get why Stephen A responded. He's like, bro, you talk about me all the time, bro. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so, you know, you can't tell the person how to respond. So Stephen A. Smith's response obviously was more like, like, you know, I'm addressing this one time, which it felt like he did, you know. And Jason's still going. So I think this is just a part of the whole digital content space. My answer, Andrew, is this. I'll keep it simple so we can get to the rest of the question. I've never met anyone in broadcasting that I have a relationship with or that I've had conversations with that does not agree with Stephen A's description of Jason Whitlock. 
And that's from my time at ESPN and the conversations with the people that I know in the industry. There's not a lot of people out there that think Jason Wedlock is a good dude. It's just not. And I don't know him, so I can't say. But all I know is there's not a lot of people that are running to stick up for Jason Whitlock and his credibility and who he is as a person. That within itself says a lot. Ryan Loftus, GTB, you can answer this left. In and out or fat burger? He said he's going out to LA soon. You're on mute, bro. In and out only because it's more like. In and out has more more of the menu too, don't they? It's just no fat burger does, but In and Out okay. is uh, aesthetically. If we're just talking burger places, what you want to go to, Fat Burger's cool, but I'm I'm not. You're not going to Fat Burger, you know what I mean? It's kind of those things. It ain't nothing else. So it's like a a niche thing, but In and Out is more generally accepted for a reason. Uh, I forget the name of it. I'll give you two places in Inglewood, Nipsey Hussle's sister has a wholeness a grocery store and a vegan vegan food spot. And I went there and got a smoothie and they make their smoothies with eggs. It's incredible. It's incredible. Because I ordered the smoothie and they asked me, they was like, yo, we make our smoothies with egg, egg and egg yolk. Are you cool with that? And I was like, yeah, I'll try. It makes it creamier. It's, man, it, and it doesn't impact the flavor. That's what I was shocked by. I was like, yo, I let my, and I got in the car. I told my wife, she gave me the screw face. I let her taste it. And she was like, oh, this is actually decent. I'm like, I know. Like, I would have never thought that putting an egg in a smoothie would, not impacted, but nah, see, I didn't say it was like the greatest smoothie I ever had. That's not what I said. I'm just saying like, yo, the way they do it, it's different. They have the reasons for doing it. It's a health and wholeness place and it's really good. And then try, if you want a very nice burger, Earl's on Crenshaw. Earl's on Crenshaw. It's absolutely fantastic. Matter of fact, they have a great Instagram page. You can go to the Instagram page. That dude is putting. You get ready for coming out here. You are. Oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I told you I was doing my research, bro. I have to have my go-to's. That's right. Have to have my go-to's. Lucky Lucky Podcast. So I hope Ryan. I hope that helps helps you out for your trip. Uh, Josh Buffo, the motivational business banker, says, "Hate to bring them up, but if Ohio State and Ryan Day lose to Michigan, I don't make a natty game." Is that it for Ryan Day in your opinion? In my opinion, they went all in for the on the portal to save his job. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but go ahead, Left. Yeah, absolutely. This is a, uh, you know, it's funny because they're they're just so open with it. Yeah, we spent thirteen million to get this roster done. It's obviously you putting all eggs in one basket to win one game this year, and it looks a little desperate. Honestly, it looks desperate, but it's also driving the market of what is perceived to have a, what what it is to have a good team. You got to have that money. So hopefully, I mean, they can make the most out of it because that's a lot of money to not beat a team that's been whooping you for three years straight. Plus, I think, you know, <laughs> it's interesting to see that uh, – why are they coming out with this type of information for this? For this, like, what is the point? You know, we know NIL got to be spent to get certain players, but why is it driven the narrative at Ohio State that we spent this money now for what we believe is an elite roster? Uh, Josh had another GTB question. Uh, any truth to rumors on Mickens or Golden possibly leaving? I'm hoping 100%. No, please. Um, dude, I, I don't mind. I'm not about to avoid the question. 
Dude, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Mickens and Al Golden are going to have people trying to get them every offseason. So there's going to be rumors. Like, I, that's what happens when you have good coaches, man. Kirby Smart every year is going to, he has good coaches. They're going to come get his coaches, whether they get head coaching jobs, NFL jobs. It is what it is, man. Until you see the report that Mike Mickens is taking a job at Cincinnati or Al Golden is going to the NFL, it's a rumor. That's all it is. So are the rumors true? Yes, every year the rumors are true. People want Notre Dame coaches. Yes, the rumors are true. People are coming after Mike Mickens. Yes, when the NFL season ends and more head coaches get jobs, Yes, Al Golden is going to be a hot commodity. Yes. If that's what you mean by the rumors, yes. The rumors are always true. They were true last season. I mean, that, that's just the case. That's, man, that's what you get when you recruit well, develop well, and have good coaches. Rumors every year. We went through this last year with Mike Mickens and Al Golden. So we're going to go through it next year Yeah, with Mike Mickens, Al Golden, and Dela McCullough. That's what happens when you have a good defense. Yeah. Uh, somebody asked me a question, John Massey. Uh, Sean, off topic, do you think Hannah Adago would end up as the GOAT for Notre Dame women's basketball? She got to win the championship, dog. Hey. She's not a Rike. Doesn't matter. I don't care. The rookie record she's breaking, the ACC record she's breaking, all the great stuff she's doing on both ends of the floor. If she doesn't bring a, bring a trophy to South Bend, no. No. And that's, dude, that's where it is. With That's crazy. That's what Muffet McGraw created, right? That's her legacy. It's championship or bust for Nail I. There is. I mean, oh. No, 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 no. no, 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 no already no. has a championship. No, no, as a player. But she didn't create that culture. Her coach whoa. created that culture. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She was a coach when they won one, too. No, no, no. She was a player when they won their first. And she was an assistant coach when they won the Left. second. I'm taking it, dude. Nobody's saying anything. Muffin McGraw created the Notre Dame culture for women's basketball. Yes. That's her culture that Neil Ivy has taken over. Okay. Her culture. That's fair. That's, it. That's all I said. That's her That's culture. Fair. That's fair. And Neil Ivy walked in with the expectation of championship or bust. And nobody is like putting up a banner for an ACC championship and, and Notre Dame for women's basketball. That, that means nothing. That's the level it's gotten to. Notre Dame's men's basketball has not gotten to that level yet. Right, right. They're not championship with bust expectations. No, no, no. And that's they're okay. The, and that's still okay. at the level where if they win an ACC championship and a tournament. That's a college, huge step. That's huge. That's huge. They get to a Sweet 16. It was done before under Mike Bray, but. Shrewsbury can still like hey, we talked about the great job Shrewsbury's doing, and they're sub 500. In our opinion, we still feel like Shrewsbury's doing a good job. So great shoulder they left. Uh let's see. Uh make sure you tap in. We talked about of course, with everything that happens around the junior day, raising the level of expectation, the need for big plays and big time players and chess piece, chess pieces at Notre Dame to manifest themselves. And um, that's going to be the difference, along with some NFL talk. Malik talking about Josh Allen. He's been waiting for this day and some other topics, man. What you thought about Notre Dame staff dressing up as leprechauns? Banter going back and forth on social media. 
the uniforms and the moments that were taken this weekend, how important it is to go ahead and get Nathaniel Owusu Botang, how important his visit and him coming to Notre Dame was, and then locking up Indianapolis, the surrounding areas, and Chicago for Notre Dame football, how big that is and the strides that Notre Dame is making in those areas. And the expectations that, you know, with the coaches being on the road, they're solidifying and sealing everything that was done this weekend in South Bend during the junior day. You know what time it is, love. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Story of the Day, brought to you by Nora Whiskey at norawhiskey.com. At premium American Whiskey at norawhiskey.com. Left, you remember when I started off the show? Showed the Jamel Hill clip, the marital rivalry, Jamel being from Detroit, not being a Detroit friend. Yeah, I don't know how that happens. And I chose not to put Jamel on the Petty train. I just thought that's the an moment, easy layup. That's easy. No, no. This dude, Anthony Davis, had the nerve to travel to the San Francisco 49ers and Green Bay Packers game. Not only go there to support the Green Bay Packers as a Chicagoan who gets nothing but love from Chicago consistently, wearing a Packers jersey and Packers garb. Oh, yeah, he does it all the time. The audacity. Thank you, Sean. The audacity. Left. Almost tweeted out my first negative tweet on X about Anthony Davis. I almost did. Wait. You almost crossed crossed the line that bad? My my Chicago loyalty saved me, Left. He crossed the line that bad, Sean. Come on, man. Come on, bro. What are we doing, man? Now, I blame your dad for how you ended up a Packers fan. I get it. I understand that you grew up watching Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre and the Bears stunk. I get it. The Bears did go to the Super Bowl during your youth, though. They had the likes of Brian Urban. The Bears did. He was there. He was probably You were watching it. I can't left. I can't, man. I can't. I can't, man. I have to put him on the petty train, left. That was too much. You're on the sideline. If you want to be at your crib posting something on Instagram and all, all right, fine. That's fine. I don't know. Has LeBron been to Jerry's World for a playoff game yet? But that's the only thing I can liken it to. Like, we know that LeBron is a flat-out Dallas Cowboys fan. He said he wasn't a Cowboys fan anymore. He tried to turn Browns when they were As soon as the Cowboys get back to the Super Bowl, I guarantee you LeBron. He's a grifter, so. I'm glad you can admit it. LeBron going to grift. That's the only thing that he do that I don't like. He be grifting too much. I'm like, you ain't got (laughs) to... Lucky left. LeBron be drifting too hard, man. I mean, like, why, LeBron? Why? Why do you feel like you have to? Yeah, like, just so hard. Left. We're gonna start digging in. We already did the quarterbacks and running backs. Gonna dig into the tight end position a little bit tomorrow. Had some guests this week, and uh, yo, we're building towards the Patreon launch, the merch. Super excited about 
the blessings and the opportunity to yo just talk Notre Dame football and chop it up each and every day. Like we say, it's too much meat on the bone, man. When it comes to Notre Dame and college football. Left had a great weekend. Brock Purdy was mid, and uh, Josh Allen went home. <laughs> Lucky Lucky Podcast. Hey, man, be blessed. Have a great Monday. Most of all, you got to make sure that you continue to spin it. Yeah. Headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com